Hey everyone, this week on Bold Life Out Loud, I'm introducing you to my sister-in-law, Laura. Laura is married to my brother, Danny. Today, we're going to talk about what it has looked like to marry into our family and the obstacles of trauma, relationships, and rebuilding a family foundation. Welcome to Bold Life Out Loud, one woman's journey about living outside the normalcy box and the people doing life with me. Here's to living an authentic, messy life and sharing truth of real life lessons instead of the constant perfection feed. I'm Bonnie and welcome to my bold life. I'm living out loud. Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 11 of Bold Life Out Loud podcast. Today, you get to meet my sister-in-law, Laura. She's wild, outspoken, and the reason I'm now able to have a relationship with a piece of my life I never thought would happen. Let's jump into it. Laura, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell them how old you are, how long you've been married to Danny, um, and how many children you guys have. Okay, uh, so hello, everyone. I'm Laura. I am Bonnie's sister-in-law. I met Danny when I was just about to turn 19, and we've been together since. We've been married for uh, just a little over two years, and we have a stepson, and then we also have an almost 19-month-old together. So we're we're fairly busy with the kids running around everywhere. Okay, so let's jump into, so how old are you and how old's Danny? Uh, I am 25, and my husband Danny is 34, so we have a significant age gap between us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was I'm like, you could be my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. So the um, conversation today is basically the topic is marrying into, originally I said crazy, but I figured I probably should be a little bit nicer about things and <laughs> say marrying into trauma. So um, really me and Danny didn't have a relationship. Um, it was really hit or miss. Um, throughout our life, you know, he came and stayed with us after Shaden, who is Laura's stepson, was born. Um, and then we kind of fell out of um, relationship because of the crazy part of our family. <laughs> and um, then all of a sudden, we got an invite to your guys's wedding. So many people follow me on Geronimo Project know about mine and Danny's family back down about, um, but I'll break it down again for new listeners. Me and Danny share the same dad, but we have different mothers. His mom is my stepmom. Um, and while I'm the oldest of my siblings, he's actually the oldest of his set of siblings. Um, me and Danny were the main targets of my dad's abuse until I left when I was 16. And then a few years later, my dad was arrested for committing a crime against them. Um, and has not been in Danny's life since then. Um, so with that kind of background, and then all of a sudden, you guys reached out to us because you are getting married. I'm wondering, what does that conversation look like? First off, starting out, like you guys are getting married and you're discussing, okay, who are we inviting to the wedding? How did the conversation of us being invited come into play? Um, So, I mean, as you know, obviously, I am super family oriented. I see my parents all the time. It's a great relationship between us. And so Danny never had that, at least since we started dating. And when it came time to the wedding, you know, Nick was one of his best men. And of course, he had um, 
his other best friends, you know, Justin and Carlo there as well. And we started getting more into the topic of family, like who, who do you value in your family? Like, even though you don't have like that relationship that maybe you want or are hoping for. And that's where we came to the decision, you know, like, let's reach out to Bonnie. Let's reach out to Bonnie and their family because Danny had talked about you in the past and how he did value your relationship as much as he can with everything that he's been through. And so when he said that and that he really wanted you guys to be there, it, I knew it meant something to him, whether he would admit it or not. And so you guys actually coming and driving all the way down quite a long drive. Like I think it was like five or six hours for you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. It actually meant a lot to both of us because that really began mine and your relationship. And then, I mean, you and Danny, although he still has, you know, his issues and he likes to be quiet about things. I know he's glad that we, we talk and he'll ask about you guys and he is interested. It's just hard for him sometimes to, you know, rebuild relationships, but he is really glad that we're in each other's lives and we have plans to visit each other and we talk to each other and keep up to date on everything. Um, So that was good that having that conversation. And then um, of course, you know, we made the decision to not invite his other sister, Emily, unfortunately, just because we wanted to go into this marriage with a strong relationship with family members who want to support us and be there and we can be there for them. And we felt that she was going to make it too much about herself. Even the day we got engaged, she, you know, was like, she made it about herself when she texted both of us and we just didn't want that toxicity there starting this new relationship. We wanted people we know we'd loved and would be there for us in the future and support us. Um, And so that's why we invited you guys and made that decision. And here we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so you were talking about what your family dynamics look like. And so um, can you kind of share a little bit more about what your family was like growing up? Yeah. So I have um, an older brother and sister who are twins. They actually have a different dad than myself and my little brother, who's only 15 months younger than me. And growing up, I don't really remember them not being around. They had an interesting relationship with their father. I mean, they would talk to him and maybe visit him like once a week and a month. Um, We would actually go down there around Christmas with them for maybe a, a day trip. So there was never like hard feelings for myself and my brother towards uh, Matthew and Elizabeth, my older siblings, their dad, but they were always around us. And so we were really a family unit of six, four kids, and then my mom and dad, and we were super close. I mean, I don't, I don't even think I need two hands to count the sporting events or games or functions that my parents missed. I mean, they were always there for all four of us. And that was really difficult because you know, my older sister swam, my older brother played uh, basketball. And then my little brother, Eric and I, we swam, played softball, baseball, basketball, like we always had something going on. And so they really created that family unity of always being there and supporting each other. And so that's what I wanted to bring, you know, into my relationship when I eventually got married with Danny and, you know, bring in family who wanted to continue to support that like you guys do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we try to keep those connections and keep that unity. I mean, we go to my parents all the time. They come down here. They're only two hours away. So it's a little bit easier, but I talked to my, I talked to both my brothers yesterday. Um, Today is my little brother's birthday. Actually he's 24. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Elizabeth and I live together still. So we talk every single day, no matter how annoyed we are with each other. Uh, yeah, you guys are hilarious <laughs> together. Cracks me up. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're super close still. And we all get annoyed with each other. But that's siblings and that's family. Yeah. Um. So when you and Danny started dating, um, Danny came with stuff as we all do baggage Um, but yeah he came with a little extra um and so basically um my brother all of a sudden when I was uh living in California I got a phone call saying that my brother had gotten in trouble with the law because of um his ex basically doing some things and blaming it on him and um so then Danny lived with us for a while Mm -hmm. um but at that time, you know, uh, he, he had a, a child yes. with her. And so when you um, start getting serious with Danny, um, what does it look like as far as what you're investigating from his family? And what does it look like for you to step into the stepmom role for Shay? Yeah. So um, before mm-hmm. I started dating Danny, um, I was dating someone else who had a little kid. He was about a year and a half old. And he was so casual with introducing me to him. Um, His son was over there one day when we were going to go out. Um, We went to the river and we'd go like fish and stuff. And so he was so casual about it. And I did not like it one bit. And so I knew moving forward when I had met Danny and I found out he had a child that if I was going to be in a relationship with Danny, it needed to be on a more serious level. Mm -hmm. And then I would need to build a relationship with uh, Shaden as well, which is his son. And so it was, it was a very long process for me to like, think about, and you know, the pros and cons, like Mm -hmm. this guy, he's got a kid, he's got, you know, an ex. And that was before I knew about any like family or other trauma going on because we just started dating and so it was a lot to take in being so young and to really think about but I mean it ended up working out really well I have a wonderful relationship with my stepson I mean I absolutely love and adore him he is so sweet and kind and just an amazing big brother and I think I really lucked out in that situation because he does have such a great relationship with his mother, but his mother and I don't. And so that always puts that a little bit of fear in me and it's caused hiccups in our relationship before um, because she's made comments like, oh, you can't text her on our time. Like it's our time. Um, So, you know, unfortunately that, that relationship between me and her is broken, but I've always tried to stay strong with my relationship with Shaden and always support you know, our family and what goes on in his house, because, you know, although we are separate households, it affects Shaden because we've got 50, 50 custody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Danny really didn't have that until you started getting involved. Yeah. The court process, I mean, it is so complicated and confusing. Um, Dad. And it's very yeah. pro for the, the mom. It's for the mom. Dads have to actually advocate and fight for yeah, absolutely having custody. I mean, it was <laughs> so easy for um, Ashley to go to the court and basically file for full legal and physical custody. And, you know, Danny didn't know how to figure it out. And honestly, I never did too. I would spend hours 
researching, figuring out how to file paperwork. I filed the paperwork wrong so many times. Like it, it's almost embarrassing. Like even after I filed it correctly once and we'd have to refile for more time or adjust child support, like it would be wrong the next time. And every time that happens, it takes, you know, up to four weeks to get back to you. So then that's another month behind on when he could have, you know, more time with his son or less payments so that we're able to spend more money on going and doing activities. Like now Shaden is in drum lessons, which aren't cheap, but we want to do that for him because he is so excited about it. It's something he absolutely loves to do. And he wants to teach his little brother how to play drums. And so those things like have built up to this and it wasn't always easy. And sometimes it was hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I know Danny felt that way a lot just because of how much he had been through, but I told her, you know, we just got to, we got to stay strong. You want to be in your son's life and we got to fight for this. Like we can't just give up. It's going to happen. It just takes time. And so sometimes I had doubt. I know he had a lot of doubt, but we have to lean on each other in a relationship. And so, you know, here we are every other week involved in his life and school and everything. And thankfully it worked out well for us. Yeah. Yay. Yes. <laughs> I love Shay. He's so sweet. Um, okay. So now that you, you've, you guys are dating, you're serious now and you're um, now bringing Shaden in to your life. When does Danny start like communicating about the different parts of his life? Like, does he start sharing certain pieces as far as like, oh, yeah, I actually have these siblings and I actually have this dad and I actually have, you know, all of this other part of my life. And what do you as the outsider coming in, like, how do you start reacting and processing all of that stuff once it starts to be shared? Yeah. So at first, I mean, when he started, he didn't really start telling me things just because he likes to be so closed off and, you know, like being brought up the way he was Mm -hmm. and everything he's been through like (laughs) now I get it at Mm -hmm. the time it was so frustrating and it was actually Emily and Kathy his mom who had reached out and you know started to build that relationship with me and saw you know Danny is serious about this girl and so in the beginning I did have a good relationship with Emily Um, as time went on and she caused some toxic issues she caused in my opinion, the issue that I have with Shaden's bio mom, Ashley, um, she fueled that fire. And unfortunately, you know, I was 19. I was naive. I didn't really stand up for what I thought or reach out and say, Hey, like, I don't believe this or Hey, what's your side of the story? Um, and so, you know, I think that really started to cause issues. And from there, it just, you know, as a ball rolling down the hill with my relationship with Emily, just these things started happening and, she has her own daughter and we took Maddie in several times when Emily was, you know, in the hospital with her issues. Even when we weren't talking to Emily, we took in Maddie twice. And then the last time we took her in, Emily basically threatened to call the cops saying we we're kidnapping her daughter. And then that's when Dean was like, Nope, cops are involved. I'm done. And that's when he actually got yeah. into more about yeah. the trauma about when Ashley called the cops on Danny um, over that weekend and he spent time in jail and, he fought those charges. I th- yeah. So Danny had finally told me that his ex basically had him arrested and it took him, you know, I think he said about a year to fight the charges that they were basically falsified. Yes. And so 
when Emily said, you know, I'm going to call the cops on you, Danny said, you know, we're done. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going through that. I've been through that. I'm not going through that again. And so unfortunately, we had to end that relationship there. And although I didn't necessarily want it in the relationship, like I wanted to be there and help her. He was right. I needed to take a step back and she needs to she needs to find her own way. She's got to go on this journey now on herself because she has brought down so many people with her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, we're watching that from afar. And I hope, you know, one day she gets better and is in a great place. But I just don't want to involve my family in this at that point. We are, we are in a great place. We're very happy and healthy and trying to take care of ourselves and, you know, do things for our future. And and we just can't be involved in that toxicity at this point. As much as we would want to help, we have to let her figure it out for herself now. She's a big girl. She yeah. figure it out. Well, and that's what, what happens, right, is boundaries. A lot of people wonder, yeah. um, and it's one of the questions, actually, someone asked about, well, what do you do? How do you keep toxic extended family in there? And for me, my response to that is you don't. Um, because what had happened is, you know, Danny, for that situation when he was arrested, I was the one that got the phone call to come and get him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the one that was going to court and helping him walk through that process. Um, but again, what happened is, you know, he had to eventually learn to do his own thing. He made choices that I didn't agree with. And our relationships, the sad thing is, is that when we were growing up, sadly, I was the mom figure, right? I was the one that was stepping in, taking care of things or taking care of them when um, Kathy wasn't involved and all that stuff. And so really, I never got the benefit of being the sister in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I've always been put in the mother relationship, which makes it really hard to have that brother-sister relationship that you talk about with your siblings. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have that luxury. Right. And so, um, but at some point, you know, I had to cross lines there and then, you know, Emily and Kathy were my contacts too. And people we got involved with, cause like you said, Danny is the quiet one yes. and, um, he's overran by all of us curls. <laughs> um, and, and there, what had happened is Emily and Kathy crossed some major boundaries in my healing and in my marriage. And while I didn't want to walk away from my brothers or my nieces or my nephews, I ultimately had to make the decision that I had to cut everyone out of my life because if, if it meant, if I dealt with one, I had to deal with all. And for me to actually heal, I could not have any of that side of the family in my life because it had been such a strong hold and something that had controlled me for so many years. So, um, I understand (laughs) cutting people out of your life. And for me, it's just boundaries, you know, for people, um, yeah, you know, like I tried the Emily, uh, life for a while and I just got to the point of there's no reasoning with her. There's also this place where I have to understand that her relationship with our father was completely different. My dad babied her and loved her, well, he didn't show those same um, emotions towards us. And so I have to respect that she also lost a dad, but she lost a dad in a different way, yeah. which I'm sure messes with people. I just can't understand it. And so um, that's where boundaries, again, come into play. Um, so I get that one 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering, I'm wondering what it looks like. Okay, so now you guys 
you know, you know about this and I'm sure you share it with your mom and, and siblings, um, at least your sister and stuff about like what the family dynamics look like on this side or what everything is in, in doing. And so I'm wondering like, what does Cheryl think about when she's like, okay, now my daughter just said she's marrying into this. How did your parents like embrace Danny or how did they address the, their concerns? Maybe they, they had with you guys getting married. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the point where we were getting married, they very much liked Danny in the beginning, my mom, and of course my dad, you know, everyone was kind of skeptical. They're like, okay, this guy is, you know, almost nine years older than you. He has a kid from another relationship. Like what is going on? Like, yeah. Is this just someone you're dating? Like why basically kind of like, why do you like this guy? What is he doing with his life and how is he going to improve yours? And as time went on, they started to see more and more what I saw in Danny because he is so quiet. It took him so long to open up to my parents just to have, you know, like a generic conversation because he is, he's so quiet. He's so shy. He's so reserved. And, you know, I've asked him, I was like, why do you do this? And he's like, that's what I was told. He's like, I wasn't allowed to talk, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like speak when you're spoken to. Yep. And that's it. And so over, you know, a couple months and now really a couple years, my mom actually just made a comment the other day and she's like, Danny just smiles so much now. He's, she's like, I don't think I ever saw him like smile in person for maybe the first year you guys dated because- I don't know why he just didn't, but he's like, yeah, but he smiles now. Like when you guys come over, he'll joke, he'll give us hugs. He'll have conversations. Like it's not awkward or feels weird. If you go outside and play with the boys and he stays in, like he'll talk to your dad or he'll talk to me. And, and so I'm really happy Danny wanted to work and build that relationship with my parents as well. And they really value that as well because they consider him family. They're like, we see why you want to be with him. He truly is a great partner. He pushes you. He tests you because I have a bit of a loud personality sometimes. (laughs) I like to get what I want. And Danny's not afraid to push back. And they didn't really see that at first because of how quiet he was. I, I really think he's an equal partner for me. And I think that's why it works out so well now. And they finally get to see that. Um, So when it came time, uh, he actually asked for, I know my dad and I think maybe my mom's um, blessing to marry me. And basically my dad's response was like, are you sure you know what you're getting into? (laughs) But of course they gave him my, his blessing and, you know, they were very happy to have him as a, as a son-in-law or or potential son-in-law. Of course I said yes. And now he is their son-in-law, but they're very happy and glad to add him to the family along with Shaden. I mean, they have welcomed Shaden with open arms and, and Shaden kind of has the quietness like Danny does, but I think it almost comes from some of his own trauma of his mom having multiple relationships and Shaden building those relationships and then them being basically destroyed because the man's no longer in the life. And yeah. so it, I think it took Shaden a little bit longer to really realize that my parents and um, my siblings, which she calls, you know, uncles and aunt, like that they're going to be in his life forever. Like, not, like if Danny and I were ever to get a v- divorce, I don't doubt that I would still have a relationship with Shaden and that he would 
still have a relationship with my family because they've really worked on it with him. And Shaden just absolutely loves them all. I mean, he texts them, calls them. He's so excited and looks forward to visits. Um, I think he texted your daughter, Nevaeh, the other day about her driving yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird so little funny. teen awkward text, but... Yeah, but he was, like, giving her a hard time, like, oh, slow re- slow driver, slow response. And Nevaeh's like, I don't know why he's saying slow. I'm like, uh, because you tested low on your driving score. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> but he's, like, so happy to have all these relationships. Like, I've talked to him about it. He's at the age where I've been able to have a few serious conversations with him. And he said he's just so happy to have a big family. He said he doesn't have that on his mom's side. It's really just him and her. Um, And he's, you know, he said that he prefers that way. He loves his mom and he just wants it to be him and her. Um, And then he loves coming over here because he's got me, his dad, his little brother, his dogs, his aunt. And we are always going and visiting family or doing trips. And, you know, he's, he's happy with how his life's set in each home, basically being a part of a joint custody order where he's here half the time and there half the time. Yeah. It works out good. Yeah. It works out good for you it guys. Does. Um, okay. So let's bounce back to um, you guys getting married, but also talk about your and my relationship a little bit yeah. more. So you guys decide to get married um, and you send the invitation out to us And then we say, yeah, we're coming. Um, I do not have a good relationship with my stepmom. And she is someone I will not, I have very strong boundaries with her. And I have been very clear from the get-go with you guys about about that. And so, you know, we went up. um, The reality is when we went down for the wedding, that's the first time like I really met you yes <laughs> um and so hi you're getting married hi yeah um all and then here's all of this year these years of awkwardness in this moment and of course your wedding is not the place that we're going to have these conversations yeah. um and so do you think knowing um a little bit of the past from Danny and you didn't really know my side of the story at that time did you think it was weird for me to be like, no, because you guys had a, a dinner and I, you invited me, but I said, no, I don't, I don't want to. And I didn't want to make it about my awkwardness and her awkwardness. So do you think that I've kind of played it good when it comes to the boundaries and try not to make you guys feel awkward about having those relationships? Or- yeah, I mean, I think at the time... Um- I really wanted to get to know you and I'm glad I did. And a wedding is a really hard, especially if you're the bride, a wedding is a really hard place to, you know, to get to know, to do it. <laughs> yeah. To get to know family that you, you know, want to be a part of your lives. And so when you said no, I totally understood that. And I respected that decision. However, if we were to get married now, you've built relationships with a lot of people in my family. And I think maybe you would have been more comfortable now because I mean, you know, my parents, you, you've met my siblings, whereas at the wedding and the dinner, it literally would have been like you, your family. And then Danny and Kathy. And so it kind of secluded you, which I really hated (laughs) in my opinion, because like, I definitely could see you guys were secluded And I was trying to visit and say hi to everyone, you know, like that night goes by so quickly 
and yeah maybe we should have started our relationship sooner but I mean it life can all be about like what ifs but we invited you to the wedding and now we have that relationship but I think you respected your own boundaries and I really valued and respected that in return just because just because you were there for Danny and I doesn't mean that you needed to put yourself in an awkward or uncomfortable position you had your firm boundaries and that I respected that and I've learned from that I've like watched a lot of your recordings and read a lot of your posts and just watching how you represent yourself and how you're not afraid to set boundaries has kind of put things into perspective for me. Um, Cause sometimes I'm like, well, what, what should I like rekindle this relationship with someone or should I reach out? And I'm like, no, these are my boundaries. Things have happened and I don't want to, you know, revisit them or cause, you know, further issues for something that, may not even be worth it maybe it'll cause more trauma or issues for me and so I try to make sure that I set boundaries although I'm not as good as you are about it I do try (laughs) to learn to set boundaries and guidelines for what I want and what I expect out of my life and kind of go from there which is what I see you do and I really I don't know I value that and you're a really great role model for a lot of people for that reason alone not mentioning like all the you're others. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry. Well, you know, and, and truth moment here, right, is that, you know, if you heard more of my story, if you knew me in person, you would realize like my stepmom didn't cross one boundary and that's why we don't have a relationship. It was me multiple times going back because I had my own trauma and my own issues. And so I wanted to be accepted in a part of a family that I always was looking on the outside in. And so I kept on going back and it kept on the cycle, kept on going. And so eventually from the sake of my own family, that's where I finally was like, you know, no, yeah, at some point it's like, be like, this is not what I want. Like no matter how bad I want, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Well, and there was no healing. There yeah. is no real healing until I actually got everyone out of there. So, um, and that's, that's the sad thing. But in the same time, it was a great, place for me to actually admit some of the things that had happened or invest in and talk about those things and stuff. And so, um, well, and it's funny that you bring up, you know, like the awkward part of the, you could see the seclusion as far as in the wedding. And it's something we talked about later when I came down for the baby shower, um, was that at one point, you know, the photographer is like, okay, it's family, family picture time. It's family picture time. And you know, me and Jason kind of looked at each other and I was like, no, this isn't the time or the place. And, you know, the kids were kind of like, well, but aren't you family? And I had mentioned that I kind of got side eye from yeah, Kathy. <laughs> and, and, um, so I was like, no, I, this is, I don't want, again, I, I was just here because I wanted to put that arm and that hand out to be like, we're here. I want to have that relationship. We'll take it, yeah. you know, a little bit at a time um, because I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted it to be about you guys and, and starting a new chapter in your guys's life and stuff. And so, um, I, you know, for people to understand that a, a new family foundation with trauma and awkwardness, it's going to happen, but that's where conversations, um, come in. And so, you know, you guys got married, um, and then you get pregnant with, um, your first 
but um, my second nephew, Grayson. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so we got invited down for the baby shower. And so we had asked, you know, to stay at your house. And this was the first, like, time that we were really spending time together. And yeah. so... Honestly, I was, I don't get nervous that often. People think I'm like this stone cold, you know, biatch, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was so, I, you know, weirded out about it. Not just because I didn't know what to say or what people thought of me because I was so used to conversations being had yeah. <laughs> behind my back. Um, so what does it look like now you're inviting us you're getting us ready and it was just me and Nevaeh we didn't bring everyone because we <laughs> wanted horde. it to be yeah the whole horde we wanted it to be intimate and have that downtime with you guys and so what does it look like for you inviting like were you nervous and then what like what did you really think about me in the beginning verse now um I mean, I've always liked you. I've never really had reasons to not like you. I mean, people are going to give me their stories and what they think. And so I think you always have to take that with a grain of salt. You know, everyone has their own story. It could be the same situation, but everyone has a different perspective. And so I have been working really hard at that point about not, you know, making opinions about everyone. Um, but I was nervous about you guys visiting and not not because of like anything I'd heard or, you know, stories I've made been told. Um, but just the fact that you guys were going to come here for like your first real trip. Cause I mean, it was the wedding and then the baby shower and you guys were going to stay with us for a couple days. And, and I was worried cause at that point, you know, Kathy was supposed to come out. Um, unfortunately she wasn't able to make it. Um, so that took some stress off my shoulders cause I didn't want to be playing mediator basically. But yeah. I didn't want you guys to both be uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes people are just going to have to be uncomfortable. But I didn't want that to be the time or place for it. And so I think things really worked out where your first visit with us, I think it was really good. I mean, my mom absolutely adored you. She loved talking with you. And Nevea is quite a character herself. <laughs> um, I mean, I absolutely love her. She's so funny and so unique. She's just herself and everyone absolutely yeah. loved her and love that you guys visited. And so I think once you guys kind of showed up, it, that like stress started to like lift off my shoulders because my family is so accepting of everyone. And I don't know why it freaked me out at first or I was worried I never should have been, but I mean, it worked out well. The yeah. unknown. Yeah. It's just the unknown. And, and I think because there are so many different pieces to all of our story, it's really hard to figure out how people are going to yeah. react or what people are expecting. Well, I just, stuff, you know, just so. went through everything. Well, not right away, but a few months prior with everything with Emily. And so there was also that like concerning thought, like, is this going to be the same thing? Like, this is going to start out so great. And then is it going to like, you know, snowball into something that's going to cause problems and trauma and, you know, guilt. And I didn't want that relationship again, but I was kind of already yeah. stereotyping like, well, one sister, like maybe the other one's like this. And of course you're, I mean, you have your own trauma, but it wasn't like you're there to support and we're there for each other, not to, 
you know, be brought down by each other or anything. And so it's very different from what I had with Danny's other sister and very happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I am there for it. Um, okay. So we're chugging along, we're building relationships and here we are a few, uh, I mean, it feels like forever now. Like, and that's the cool thing I think about it is that after we got over those two like meetings, like since then it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Here, let's meet together. Let's get together. Let's go and do things. There's no yeah. real awkwardness to it. The relationship anymore. was so natural. Um, I mean, it really felt like we'd had this long history as being family beforehand, which is I think so good and unique because there may have been like that slight awkwardness in the beginning, but like once we actually got to sit down and talk and be with each other, it just felt so natural. Like you guys had been a part of the family for so long, which is so upsetting that we lost like those years in the beginning. Yeah. I know you, you you can get stuck on the, you know, I'm mad. And, And that is something I carried a lot, you know, of anger towards my dad because there was so much I've missed out on. But at the same time, I look at it like, well, because I've missed out on so much of it, I've also really enjoyed the time that we do get, you know, those family game nights, we're going to play games nonstop (laughs) until, you know, until people are leaving with bruises. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because Laura and Nevaeh get really, really serious. Very competitive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's two other key pieces that I really want to share with people because, um, there's, there's two journeys that, um, you get to view on. And so, you know, we have shared mine and Jason's story and him being the man supporting the trauma. Um, and so, do you, do you have any feelings or resentment because there are pieces of Danny's story that maybe he hasn't shared with you that hinders your guys' relationship or, um, cause I know we've yeah. talked about it a little bit. And so what, I mean, like, what do you think about I mean, I wouldn't that? say there's resentment. It's just more frustration sometimes because sometimes I don't think he tries to see something from my perspective or is. I mean, I obviously don't do that either, but I do, you know, I do try to take a step back sometimes and see it from his perspective and try and see like what he's gone through, why it's brought him to this decision. And and sometimes I don't think he does that vice versa. Um, if we get into an argument, mm-hmm. um, he just shuts down. And I was like, that's, that's not how this works. Like just because we get into an argument doesn't mean it's going to like turn into like throwing fists. That's like never happened for us. Like we'll argue, but sometimes it'll be a little bit more heated than others, but we always get through it and discuss solutions and stuff. And, and with his like past trauma, sometimes I don't want to recognize it when we're arguing because he's an adult. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I expect him, you know, to just not forget about it, but to be above it or learn from it. And, you know, that's hard because it's basically the trauma has made him who he is. You know, we, we learn from our childhoods, what we do or don't want in life. And sometimes it affects us in ways that we don't expect or want it to. And it still does. Yeah. So, so you just hit something right there on, on the head is that, you know, when you guys are getting in arguments, Jason would do the same thing. Well, I'm, I'm trying to see where you're coming from. You will never be able to see where we're coming from because you've never had the luxury (laughs) of being put in the spots that we were at. And, um, you know, 
I used to try to explain to him when we would get in arguments or whatever, I would just black out. And that was my body's way of saying, you can't process anything right now. I'm just going to protect you. And so there's this misconception of because I'm an adult, you should know how to handle these um, behaviors or these skills. Um, But if you're not properly learning new skills, you're just continuing what you learned when you were younger. Um, And that is something, you know, like for us, we've gone to a lot of therapy and um, I, you know, I fall on the Lord and just a lot of different self-help things. But that is a message I definitely want to break for people is that just because you're an adult, I mean, they do it even with the kids that we have that come into our house. They look at them and they're like, oh, they're normal kids. They should act normal. (laughs) Well, no, (laughs) no, they're, they're not normal. There's a lot going on here. (laughs) So, um, do you feel like it's maybe, do you think caused some, like you guys are close and stuff, but do you, on the emotional aspect, do you think it's, cause some frustration too, not just from like an arguing or a scene. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, some, you know, emotions and arguing kind of go hand in hand because we have Mm -hmm. emotions about things. So we're going to argue about it. And I mean, at the end of a lot of like arguments or disagreements, like I'll try and ask him like, why this, why? And it'll come from like childhood trauma or things that he's been through. And it's literally like pulling teeth, trying to get him to like tell me things because he doesn't want to live in the past he doesn't want to revisit these things and so I'm like pulling yeah trying okay well please like I'm trying to understand but I just can't I haven't been through it I don't know and so I literally have to like pull it out of him like sentence by sentence sometimes word by word to like please like explain to me I want to understand I truly want to understand because I don't want to be you know the wife who gets mad and and just doesn't care. Like, I want to understand on how we can, you know, grow through this and come to better solutions or how I can be maybe more sensitive to things you think and feel because he's not a sensitive or emotional person. And so it's very hard for me sometimes to realize what might hurt him or set him off because he doesn't communicate that with his emotions at all. I have to pull the words out to get him to verbally communicate. And so, I mean, yeah, definitely emotional Um, struggle sometimes, but... I'm able to take that step back and just be like, please, like, let me pull it out of you. Like, tell me what's going on. Like, I'm your wife. I am here for you. I'm your partner, your best friend. Like, this is what I'm here for. Lean on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, for people that, cause you know, I, I'm very open about my story, but I try to be very sensitive to yes. sharing pieces of my sibling story because again, Danny, like Danny doesn't like to talk about it. But in the same time, that's a lot of our yeah. our childhood. So how do we connect when we don't want to talk about the yeah. elephant in the room, right? Um, and like even when when you guys were up and I started pulling out the pictures, I could tell he felt very uncomfortable. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll put these away. You know? Yeah, it's um, just it's hard for him to like revisit things from his past. Um, <clears throat> he sometimes has a hard time you know, talking with his mom when she's here because she'll pull up things from the past. She wants to bring up things from the past. And, and that's not Danny. He is not about the past. Like yeah. it's molded him into who he is, but he's like, this is my life now. This is my family now. Like I want to move forward, which I mean, if you think about it, it's a good thing, but at the same time, like he needs to recognize things happen in his past. And I don't think he always wants to. So yeah. 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 What. Well, and where I was going with that, um, so 
uh, for our situation when we were younger, my dad was very um, emotionally abusive um, towards my brother. So calling him a faggot or um, just belittling him not being a man's man or um, and I got more, I'm sure it would have gotten more physical with him, but what would happen is I would see my father picking on my brother and I would go and antagonize my dad so that it would turn on me instead of my brother. Um, and so you could see, and my dad was very like, I, you are not being spoken to, you will shut up and yeah. you will not be heard basically. And so you can see this is kind of, how we are as an adult a little bit you see it right like I'm the one that's like oh okay if I see something wrong I'm gonna go and step in you know and he's more of the quiet um so for people to understand again these are things that we might carry when we're older but we also um we don't like looking in the past we're trying to figure out how to keep it very in the moment, but in the same time, those little pieces sneak into yeah. a fight or um, relationships. And so, so it makes it hard sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Sadly. Um, but yeah, with like fighting, you know, no. I'd try to never bring up, you know, anything about his dad. Like I know he's mentioned his mm. ex has brought up his dad in the past and like has been like, oh, well, your dad did this or like, you're going to be just like your dad. And and when he would talk about it, like, mm. you can see it in someone's eyes if it's something that, like, destroyed them or really hurt them. And so I could see that in his yeah. eyes when he was telling me about this. And I was like, yes, we all say things we don't want to when we fight, but there are just some boundaries that you just don't cross. And I would never bring that yes. up to him because he – we've talked about it. And he's like, I try to be, like, the opposite of everything of my dad. And I mean – I mean, that's fine if that's how you want to live your life, but be, I I tell him, I'm like, be your own person. Don't worry about what your dad was or was not. You are a great man. You love your kids. You love your family. And that's what matters. You work hard for us. You take care of us. That's what matters. Who cares if that's like or dislike your dad? doesn't matter about him. This is about you. This is your life, not his. Well, and I think there's a weird piece and something that I've realized over the last few years is that as many years as I carried trying not to be like my dad, I would say over the last two years, there are things that I actually now sit here and say that I'm thankful because of my dad, which is weird coming from me. Um, But it's because even though my dad was very crazy on one aspect family was a huge thing so you have to see like maybe family's important because of that part of our dad you know the big Christmases the big holiday things the big family get-togethers and so a lot of my healing came from the fact of like instead of holding some resentment towards him I try to look at the good moments that you know the big camping Danny trips that always we had talks about those summer. too so I mean yeah there's definitely good aspects yeah. and that's what I would say to him like your dad had good qualities I mean nobody's perfect maybe I had more bad than good but you have some good memories and he does yeah. talk about the camping trips I know he loved those yeah those are our, our favorite things and I'm excited now to bring yeah. those back <laughs> with my kiddos so um okay so we are gonna wrap it up but my my like final thought that I want to pick your brain on is that 
when we started building a relationship, we um, were foster parents. And so from the outsider family views perspective, um, I'm interested to see and hear about like what you thought about our process, what has it looked like, um, and just like how you have felt about it and stuff. Uh, yeah, so it. I'm not necessarily new to like knowing about the foster system. Um, my dad had a friend when I was younger who would foster, you know, a couple boys, not quite like a halfway house, but something very similar. They always had, you know, at least one, two, mm -hmm. maybe three kids. Um, and they lived out in the country on a ranch. And so my, my idea of like fostering kind of came from that. And so when Danny told me about how you guys foster and, you know, kids you guys have taken in over the years and how you've adopted now um, and you still continue to foster, it, you know, led me more to paying attention to your page and doing more research and like listening and starting conversations with you on like, what does fostering a kid mean? Does it mean like you take them in whenever their parents basically go off the deep end? Do you keep them, you know, for the rest of their life, for their youth? Um, and so I realized there's a lot more to like the foster system than, of course, what I initially knew or saw or believed. And so, yeah. It really, I mean, it led to a lot more information and learning it on my part and seeing your world because it's so different than ours. You constantly, not constantly, but you constantly have a child or two, if not more, in your home that you're trying to help. You're trying to minimize their trauma and help them for their future because you'd been through trauma and you didn't necessarily have someone there for you. And I think that's what you're doing for these kids is you're being there for them, their support system when they really don't know they need someone because um, I know the ones you have now are so young. They, they have an idea. Yeah. Kids are very smart, but they don't always know. Um, and so you're offering that stability towards them. And I see the difficulties you go through because you do have three other kids and a husband um, and taking care of a whole household on top of, you know, two children right now who you have to do court visits or, you know, you have to give them interactive play or can, control and like watch what they're doing to make sure that they're building habits healthily or maybe you know like reconstructing yeah. reconstructing bad habits um so yeah you definitely opened up my mind and like what the foster system is and you know how people can be involved not necessarily by adopting or fostering but just being there for the community um in any way possible I mean the community seems to be getting bigger and bigger every day um, and what people are willing to do to help the system. I mean, the system is obviously flawed. I know about what you've been through. Um, you talk about it quite openly about struggles that you've had. And I don't think people always know that. I mean, I never knew how rough the system could be. I mean, mm. you hear about it or you see on TV shows how this kid went through the rough system and now he's like this criminal, but you don't hear about how hard these foster families maybe fought to give them a good life or fought for them to stay with them to go through therapy and be better. And so you're sharing your story and getting to give people a raw perspective on what really goes on and how to help or how to be there for those who do help foster and how to support them as well. Yeah. Well, and that's it. It's like you get to be mm -hmm. an auntie to, you know, if we have yeah. extra kids come down or, um, and I think it's great because, you know, I can look at you and be like, trauma, you know, if Dominic's bouncing off the walls, you know, you might be like, oh, 
but a trauma and you, you know, you know, you know that you just adjust where other people in the community are going to be like, Oh, why doesn't that kid act <laughs> yeah. normal? You're so good you about, <laughs> yeah. You're so good about like, letting us normal. Know, like, maybe what a trigger for Dominic is or that um, he has certain behaviors and this is how, you know, we proceed forward with them. And so you're very open about it on how you want to improve his behavior, not just, you know, punish him for doing something that he doesn't know otherwise and so you just you you made us aware and I mean Dominic is absolutely adorable he is a ball of energy and spunk and everything that you would expect out of a teenager (laughs) and a young child um so you definitely have your hands full but I mean you're really great about you know just talking to us about it when you guys come to visit like maybe he's had a rough week like you've let us know before you know he's having kind of a rough week just be prepared you know it could change at the drop of a hat we don't know. It's just, you know, he's having a rough day or a rough week. So be ready here. Yeah. Be be ready yeah. for the meltdown if we have to take him out. So <laughs> awesome. Well, so we're wrapping up and I just am thankful that we have you guys in our life. Um, it is definitely a blessing. I wish we lived closer because I, I know. <laughs> never leave your house. I would be there all the time, um, which Danny probably is like, thank God they live six hours away. Um, but I'm just thankful. Um, is there anything else that you feel like people should know about? Um, supporting someone that comes from a relationship for trauma or foster care or uh, just you know, being a stepmom. I have not been known for my patients in the past. And it really, it takes a lot of patience and understanding, which is, you know, I've leaned on my mom a lot during all of this because she's always been so patient and open and understanding that I can just talk to her. And usually it comes down to, you know, be patient, mm-hmm. try to understand and just, you know, just be there whether you're talking to them or just sitting next to yeah. them, you know, it's everyone experiences things differently and all you can do is, you know, be there for them in the best way possible. That's awesome. That is so good. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and Absolutely. I can't wait to see you guys. Thanks, Bye. Okay. So friends, today, basically what you learned is communication is key to relationships. When you have someone that's dealt with trauma in their past, you have to be patient. You have to be willing to sit with them and also hear and listen to them. That's how a relationship with trauma is rebuilt on a foundation of family. And I am so thankful to have Lauren in my life. Um, It has really just opened up conversations and allowed me to be And finally have that family aspect and peace that I never thought that I would have. So remember, relationships are hard. They can be awkward. But if you're willing to put in the work, it is so worth it. those things that we talked about today stay tuned make sure you follow me like and share with your friends the bold life out loud podcast and make sure to find me on instagram at bold life out loud and geronimo project i want to hear your comments questions let me know what you think and what you want to hear because you are not alone on this journey so see you next time on bold life out loud podcast